David Adams here, the voice of the ring, and the following is a presentation of the Mancast Network podcast for the man in all of us. Hey guys, it's the Princess of Pro Wrestling, SoCal Hall from Fight TV, and you're watching Opinion City on the Mancast Network, and I am a proud Opinion City girl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Opinion City. I am your host, Ralph Heinmarch. I'm here with uh, my tag team partner, my co-host as always, Sean Russell. Sean, what is going on? A lot. This is our second guest of the show, which is super exciting. We had Otomoyan on not too long ago. This week we have Larry keeping the peace. Referee, Larry, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're both doing good. Yeah, it's uh it's exciting to have you on here. Um, you know, when I was when I was thinking about, you know, who who can I who can I get on the who can I get on the podcast? Who can I talk to that uh, you know, um just uh exciting stories and, you know, great stuff about the world of wrestling and I thought, you know what? Got to get got to get my good friend Larry Peace on. Got to have some uh some interesting conversations you've uh you know been around the horn for a while and uh i'm sure you've got uh some some great stories to tell so we are we are super excited to have you on the show this week well thank you i appreciate you guys and uh yeah don't over hype it yet okay like, saying i got great <laughs> stories okay put the pressure on me here oh you know? you'll you'll be no fine man no way yeah, no no yeah so all right so Go ahead, Sean. How did you Kick get into this crazy road of professional wrestling? All right. Well, it all started back in 1997. Um, some of you, your listeners, and I know you guys know who this person is. Uh, don't want to name drop, but I'm going to name drop right away, right? Um, Paul Turner, senior senior official for AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul and I grew up together in Lancaster, PA. Uh, we went to the same high school. And uh, he... He asked me, and it was just something that we always wanted to do. Um, and so he found a school uh, called uh, WrestleTech, um, owned by Jim Kettner, and the head trainer there. Um, it was Pat Kenny. Some of you guys would know him better as Simon Diamond in his ECW run. Nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, and it just started in '97. Tail end of '97 is when we started training at Wrestle WrestleTech. I'm sorry, WrestleTech. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It was WrestleTech. Um, and, uh, yeah. And the journey began. Were you, a fan? it's all, all Paul Turner's fault. Okay. So that, <laughs> he got me into this business. So. It's all Paul Turner's fault. It's all yeah, his it's idea? All Paul Tur- yes. It was his idea. He didn't want to do it alone. So, mm. uh, but at the same time, we, we both always just wanted to be refs. We were diehard wrestling fans. We were going to the ECW arena 
every chance we could get every time they were at the ECW arena. Uh, yeah, man, we, we were living, breathing and, and finally getting into the business and doing it. So. Very yeah, cool. cool. Yeah. Um, so then were you, uh, were you a wrestling fan growing up? Uh, was this something that you were like, you know, really heavily into before you, uh, you know, kind of got pulled into this, uh, refereeing stuff by, by Paul? Oh yes. A hundred percent. Uh, I started watching wrestling, uh, at the age of five years old. Um, my grandfather, who's no longer with us, I think he's passed now eight years, huge influence in my life. Uh, and he started this whole thing, uh, at the age of five. So that's Very how cool. I became a wrestling fan is because yeah. of my grandfather. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a great connection. I mean, you see a lot of times people that, um, you know, end up getting into, the world of professional wrestling, you know, they have such a great, uh, family connection to just in enjoying wrestling. Um, so who are, who were some of your favorites to watch when you were growing up? Did you, did you have like a favorite or, you know, some, some guys you really enjoyed watching? Oh yeah, most definitely. My first favorite, uh, that got me hooked onto pro wrestling was Georgiano Steele. It's my earliest notion. Uh, I was uh, about seven. I don't know between five and seven who it was, but I just to my earliest um, memory, I went to the Hershey park arena. That was before the giant center. So if anybody's listening, wow. what's the Hershey park arena, right? Uh, I'm, I'm old. Okay. So uh, <laughs> um, seven year old me got to see George Yamo steel up close and personal. And man, he was just, you talk about large in her life back then and him just being hairy and the green tongue and biting turnbuckle. Like what the heck is this guy doing? And he was yeah, crazy. Right. right. And so, uh, that was my, my first favorite. And then of course uh, I was a Hawkamaniac. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, brother. I don't know. That's the best I can do. I'm sorry. That was horrible. <laughs> no, that was, horrible. That was uh, terrible. That wasn't terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Being too kind. Uh, not, but not yeah, too bad there. Um, and then later on, uh, it was Shawn Michaels. Um, it's a huge Shawn Michaels, HBK fan. Uh, I love Demolition, if we go the tag team route. Um, so, yeah, man, they're just some of my favorites. That was such a fun time to be uh, a wrestling fan when you talk about, like, just seeing crazy, wild characters like George the Animal Steel. And it's great that you bring up Demolition because I'm a huge Demolition fan, too, and they just mm. had – such they had such a presence about them like you know when you're growing up you don't know that they're like the wwf's take on the road warriors you have you have no idea but yeah right. just you see them come out and they have just that that look and the music and uh just i mean such such an incredible thing to like see characters come into life on tv like that um but i i definitely feel you on hulk hogan i was a huge hulkamaniac growing up and Shawn Michaels was the reason I bought my first pay-per-view was to see him and uh, Bret Hart in the Iron Man match. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That was, that was a really match, good match. Yeah. That was a really good Great match. match. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Now, as far as referees go, who would you say was your biggest influence in the wrestling business? Well, you had to go with the GOAT, Earl Hefner. Of course. Um, uh, my first night, you know, the twin referee, Saturday night's main event. That was like, holy cow, it blew my mind. Uh, him and Dave, uh, Hepner. Uh, and then later on, you know, you got guys like Joey Morella, uh, Mike Chioda, 
who uh, a lot of I get a lot of comparisons to my rest style. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how accurate that is. I'm just saying what other people are telling me. Uh, mm. And uh, you know, you got Kyoto. I mean, you know, Tommy Youngs. Um, and I was a big WWF guy, so I'm going to mention a lot of WWF refs. Um, <laughs> but like I said, Earl and Dave, obviously. Uh, Kyoto is like my top notch. Uh, hopefully, mm. one of these days, you know, I don't want to be a mark or anything, but I do want to meet him. He's on the top of my list of referees to meet. Uh, also, uh, uh, like Brian Hepner, uh, I think he was mm. fantastic. You know, you got Jimmy Corderas, like just so much, right? That have paved the way. Um, that I was able and lucky enough to study um, and try to incorporate everything, you know, from each one of them. And yeah. hopefully I'm hopefully I've done it okay in the last 26 years, you know, but. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's really cool that, you know, there's, there's a lot of different uh, influences that you pull from there. Um, Mike Yoda is, is a great guy. I have a friend who a legend. Uh, ran some indie territories for a while and uh, he, he got to know Mike Kyoto personally. So we've, we've talked to him a couple of times and yeah, he's just, he's just a great guy. So you, you definitely picked uh, someone, someone really good. If you're going to look like somebody and emulate somebody, you know, you, you, you picked a good guy for that, but uh, I, I think you're doing a, I think you're doing a great job with, uh, you know, just, just everything you, everything you do and just pulling, you know, all those influences together. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And, and MMA too. A lot of people don't realize, especially refs. If any ref is listening, like facial expressions. Uh, I I watch MMA too. Refs for facial expressions, how to react to stuff. Right. Uh, our job is to make this predetermined match look as real as possible. Right. Uh, and I don't think a lot of referees know that. Uh, and those guys that I mentioned, uh, were some of the best at that. Right. And um, yeah, it's just being able to draw from all that and try. You know, to to because I really wanted to be, you know, in the Fed, right? I really wanted to be in the WWF, mm-hmm. um, sure. and this wasn't a hobby for me. Uh, at seventeen, you know, that was my goal. Uh, obviously, it didn't happen. Uh, I don't know; it probably won't. You know, I don't know. Maybe they need a forty-three-year-old ref at the Performance Center that's still in great shape. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> if anybody's listening, hopefully, seen. you know. <laughs> um, but. Um, but yeah, man, just drawing from everybody and then respecting those that came before me. Like, um, you know, Mike Keener was uh, on the Indies and I remember him coming down to the WrestleTech uh, to uh, check us out. And Pat Kenny would always say, I resemble Mike Keener. Uh, drove me nuts. Nothing in the wrong way. Just like, what? Really? Uh, I've got mistaken from Mike Keener also, um, <laughs> which is weird. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, man, and then just working with him in MLW was nice. And then being able to tell him that he was an inspiration too, from the indie standpoint, you know, so. Sure. Did you always um, want to be a referee or did you have dreams of being a wrestler first? Always wanted to be a ref. Wow. Never wanted to wrestle. Yeah. Now Never I want to get wrestle. in the ring with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> At 43, I want to wrestle. And, uh, but no, back, back then I just, I always wanted to be a ref. Yeah. I know it's probably hard to believe, but uh, I always <laughs> wanted to be a ref. That's, no, I feel like really being a cool. ref is a totally like different side of things that like you see wrestling from a different perspective as a referee than being like an actual talent, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And see for me growing up, the reason why I wanted to be a ref 
So I put this in perspective for everybody and, and not a wrestler, you know, with everybody I looked up to, uh, was like back in the day, my day, you know, uh, you know, you knew who the referees names were. And I think AEW does that a little bit, you know, we know who the referees are. Um, but the WWF, the last couple of years, we just really don't know their names, right? They don't say them. Now I think they're starting to do it if I'm correct. Um, but that's, that's, I think that helped. And then, you know, it put a face, you know, with the name and it's like, okay, this is, you know, to me, that was pretty cool as a kid, you know, I don't know. Um, so hopefully I explained that, you know, articulated that fine. No, I you guys. Yeah. No, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I think that there was, you know, a, a time in wrestling, like you said, where, um, I mean, but you had, you had these big, uh, you know, really kind of personalities as, as far as referees go when you look at like mm-hmm. earl hebner tim white um you know some oh, of yeah. these guys that are just um you know you look at what they've done and some of the matches that they've done and and they're just as iconic as the wrestlers who were in the matches um you mm-hmm. know for for a long time you looked at um like hulk hogan's main event matches and you never saw anybody but like earl hebner work a hulk hogan mm-hmm. main event so you really got to to know who he was. Um, and now it seems like, especially in, in WWE, you just have guys come and go and you have no idea who anybody is. You have no idea when people disappear. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, I feel like they, they take more of an opportunity to kind of push the referee, um, you know, sort of in, in the background, they don't want people to notice the referee as much, but you know, there's, there's so much more that a referee can add to a match. You know, they don't mm-hmm. need to necessarily be that, that person in the background. Cause I mean, really they are, you know, just as much a, a part of the match as the, as the wrestlers are. hundred uh, percent. A good ref uh, can make or break a match. Um, and I'm sure your listeners and, and even you guys probably have seen that maybe, um, yeah. You know, getting in the way, you know, not being there, you know, when you need to be there. Uh, yeah, it's a lot harder doing this refing thing than everybody mm-hmm. thinks, you know. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because I don't think a lot of people really understand necessarily what goes into to being a referee. I don't think people, a lot of people understand what, you know, the, the responsibilities of a referee are in the match. It's not just, you know, to to watch the match and count the three there's there's so much more that a referee does and you know a lot of fans maybe don't have a real good understanding of of how important that referee is to the match 100 percent, yeah yeah i mean you know there's people that say and promoters over years say they know the importance but there's a lot of people just don't and and i'm not like you know singling anybody out or anything it's just it's tough because when you take this 100 percent and you know this is what you want to do right above anything mm-hmm. else and but i get to think that i'm pretty good at it you know um sure. you know want to stay humble as well but uh it's just tough when you don't get that opportunity or noticed too you know um and so mm-hmm. hey i just like at one point i was like i guess i'll just be the earl hepner of independence right and that's a great nickname you, know. you should definitely <laughs> use that or the Mike or the Mike Kyoto of the independents, right? Either one. Either one works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Uh, We'll see about that. Uh, I'll give you guys royalties if it takes off. (laughs) 
Nice. Why do you but yeah, think God. that refs don't get as much praise as they used to back in the day? Is there? Do you think there's any one reason why they're not noticed as often as, like, say, back in the 80s and 90s? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I like back in the day. I remember too, like refs calling an, you know, open, telling the, you know, like calling a fist, like open the fist and stuff like that. Like it feels like nowadays, uh, AEW refs call stuff, uh, but I feel like WWF refs over the years they just don't admonish for that. It's they're just like secondary. It's almost like ECW was, right? They're just in the corner. You come, you know, make the counts, and that's it, yep. right? Been there um, for the- for the last three, yeah, be there right for the pinfall. Yeah. And, yep. and again, that's not me, you know, bashing them or anything. I don't know why it changed. Um, you know, but again, it's like, I want to know who the referee is. And there's a couple good ones in both AEW and WWE that I personally like. Um, and, uh, I could tell you who they are if you guys like to hear that, but, uh, but yeah, it's sure. like, I wish they would mention their names more, you know, because maybe (laughs) some five-year-old or seven-year-old, whether it's male or female, is watching and they're like, man, I want to do what, you know, like uh, Jessica Carr is doing, right? That's one of my favorites. Chris Sharp is another one. She's so good. I'm so glad you brought up Jessica. Yeah. She's the best. and She's incredible. I'm going to get probably if the wrong people hear this or whatever, I'm going to get heat. But it's like this is the truth to me. and You guys might agree. But she's the best female ref out there. Absolutely. And I'm not saying this because, you know, this or that or trying to get a job down there. You guys, you know me. I'm a straight shooter. Mm-hmm. I'm honest, 100%. I don't want to yeah. ruffle any feathers, but she's the best. And she has transitioned from a pro wrestler over the years into a referee. And that's hard. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm really proud of her. So there you go. You know, gave yeah. her a shout out. Chris Sharp is another <laughs> one in NXT. I can't mm-hmm. wait. He gets called up. Uh, really like him. Um, and then, you know, AEW, you got, uh, Paul Turner, you know, shout out to him again, you know, <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, man. And I think, you know, with them, their crew gets buried, buried a lot because no one abides by rules. Right. And yeah. just makes them look stupid all the time. But, um, yeah, unfortunately. And again, like I said, I'm not trying to shoot on anything or, you know, be negative. You know, it's just little things as a ref that I notice. It's like, damn. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's it, so it's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, there are a lot of criticisms on, on referees these days. And I feel like there's a lot of, you know, criticism on, on AEW referees um, just in, mm-hmm. in some of the things that we see, whether it's, you know, the, the referees or, or the camera angles or, or whatever it is. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, you have some connections to, to people in AEW. You talked about Paul Turner. Um, you know, you've got connections to Bryce Ramsberg, who's, who's yes. down there. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you guys having spent time in, in Chikara together. So, I mean, what do you think about these criticisms and, and do you think that these are fair criticisms that people bring up? Um, ah, that's, that's a, that's a good question. Um, so can you give me, give me, um, an example if you don't mind. Okay. So one of the, one of the things that they talked about, and, and this is like heavily discussed, um, among a a lot of, of wrestlers, um, you know, people that are, uh, online, uh, doing shows and things. Um, but you see in AEW, for example, 
in ladder matches, the referees are in the ring holding the ladders for the wrestlers to to climb. Now that's that's just one example, but there's mm-hmm. also been a lot of discussion where um, you know referees are either you know not making the appropriate counts when people are outside the ring, or um, you know if if somebody is you know, uh, if somebody gets, you know, a a good shot or something, you know, um, unnecessarily like stopping the match or checking on them, you know, there's, there's some stoppages in, in WWE and things like that. And, um, you know, just, just some criticisms on referees, not really paying attention to the rules as they were, um, you know, not really enforcing them the way they should be, but the ladders is a, is a big glaring one that they really talk about a lot. And you, you see that in in AEW, um, you know, uh, there was a ladder match with with Wardlow, and I mean, mm-hmm. you had like three or four refs get in the ring to hold the ladder for him. Um, so yeah, think... and, yeah, and the Hobbs thing too, right? Yeah, um, Hobbs oh, as well. Yeah. And 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 that took forever. Uh, I was like, man, I felt bad for him. And he just, yeah, it, it just felt like mm-hmm. it took forever. Um, I don't have a problem with refs holding the ladder. But I definitely think they need to shoot that differently. Like, you know, yeah. don't have it's the hard cam, sure. you know what I mean? And show it for three minutes <laughs> as he's yeah. up there trying to you know, shoot him, right? I think it's all, you know, how they shoot it. And again, I don't want to get on anybody in particular or anything like that. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to crap on anything because that's not what I want to do. I really do, uh, no pun intended, keep the peace, right? Uh, <laughs> no, of course, yeah. that's. You knew I had to What's get that name right once. Source of people, if they hear this, they'll roll their eyes. Um, yeah. <laughs> trying to build a brand, man. I'm trying to build a brand and, and just, you know, live on easy street. Right. Uh, like all of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just the way you shoot that. Right. I don't, I, I, you know, at first I thought like, man, three referees in the ring. And then I'm like, then I immediately thought like, why are they shooting? It from that angle, right? Like, yep, uh, and then, and you knew the, 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 you know, uh, you know, IWC was going to complain. Um, of course. It's just, it's just a tough position for them. And, and also it wasn't Tony Khan on busted open radio saying that their fans don't care about rules. I mean, and yeah, that's why they don't adhere to true. it. Right. And there needs uh, to be some sort of structure in the match. I feel like, um, we didn't mention it as well, but I feel like every time or a lot of times that you see a blade job coming, either mm-hmm. the camera angle is wrong or the ref blatantly passes the, the blade and mm-hmm. they don't, and they don't pan away. It's like, you're, you're, you're breaking the illusion here by like blatantly showing them passing the blade to the wrestler to like do the big reveal. And that, that happens what? more often than not in AEW than it does in WWE. I agree. Um, one thing I don't like that uh, that they do in AEW the refs is they'll glove up before there's any blood too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, yes. like that's that before, my yeah, biggest exactly. peeve because then it gives away. Yep, it gives um, away. you know every fan knows what's going on when they. Yeah, see exactly. That. Uh, we're not. Yep, 100%. We're not stupid anymore. Yeah, and and again, anymore. like I said, I don't want to you know criticize. I'm not there. For one, but it, from what I do know and a little I do know, and I don't want to go too inside baseball because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But it's like sure. I, I'm picking stuff that is already out there too. Like you know, sure. uh, mm-hmm. and uh, anybody has seen and has seen and has commented on. So you know, um, 
But yeah, the glove thing, gloving up before there's blood. I'm like, ah, man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I will say gloves are, are, can be hard to put on when you're sweating. Right. So, but again, (laughs) I, I think I'll struggle with the gloves and not give anything away when, you know, I, I, yeah, I just gloving up too early. That's one of my pet peeves. So, yeah. Um, Well, it was interesting that you brought up busted open radio because that's one of the places where you know like bully ray has been very um critical of referees but i love the fact that they sort of went tongue-in-cheek with it where you know he was really busting the referees hard for holding the ladders for people and then when he had his ladder match and impact with tommy dreamer and he tried to get the referees to hold the ladder for him and no referee would help him yep (laughs) i I love when they do stuff like that try to spin it yeah, I didn't see that, but that's funny. Now I have to go yeah, search that good. out. Yeah, yeah, good, good stuff. You used to work with um, Hikara a lot, and at one point you stopped working for them. Was there any specific reason why you stopped working for them, and how have you come to be training for the Russell Factory? So uh, it was it was just personal reasons. Um, it wasn't anything like. Mike did or anything like that. Uh, everybody was great there. I just want to get that out right now. Um, Mike has always treated me great. Um, better than any promoter that I've ever worked for. Um, he's paid me what I've asked and has never asked me to take a pay cut. Um, you know, even now doing stuff with him now and, uh, student shows and stuff like that. Like, uh, what's your booking fee? And I just, he's like, okay. You know, and it's like, and he's always been there. He's checked on my mental health. Um, I, I came back to Shakara in 2015 and left in 2017. So I was there for two years. Um, in 2015, I was going through a divorce. Um, and, uh, you know, just a lot of things going on. Um, you know, just a bad time. I was homeless for a little bit and then I bounced back. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's crazy to think we're with 2015 and where I'm at now, uh, a lot had happened. Uh, and, and I gotta say, everybody was great. Like, you know, I don't know if I get in trouble for saying this, but like hollow wicket uh, had reached out to me too. Like, you know, and it's just, I, I say this, it's because that's the things that you appreciate. Right. And you don't know who really cares for you, who doesn't. I don't have a lot of friends in this industry, um, that will check up on me, or I can call and it's not that I want anything or a job and you know, WWE or AEW. It's, you know, just to talk and how's life, you know, how are the kids, right? How are, how are you doing mentally? Uh, I think it's yeah. important in this industry that you have, uh, you know, if you're lucky to have a very few or if you're lucky to have more, that's great. Um, but yeah, no, nothing happened. It was all me. Um, I was just cutting back. Um, and so fast forward, um, I was training up in Copley, um, and, uh, the warehouse is owned by, uh, Edgar Excel, Edgar Excellence. I don't want to say his real name because, you know, <laughs> uh, and so the, the owner, the former owner of Excellence Pro, and, uh, he just gave me the opportunity to do a ref seminar and, I was like, sure. Like, who's going to, you know, all the things go through your head. Like, can I do this? Uh, What am I going to teach? Right. Will anybody show up? Right. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And I did it. And, you know, I'm not, you know, ashamed to say two people showed up. Right. Two refs showed up. They learned something that day. 
it just wasn't story time with me. We were actually doing stuff in the ring. They did practice matches. I critiqued uh, both of them. Uh, Steven still is training at the Wrestle Factory. The other ref trained somewhere else uh, and didn't want to move over, and that's perfectly fine. But she has my contact info, and I'm there anytime uh, to lend any advice if she needs it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, just fast forward, Mike takes over. Um, you know, needed a new place, you know, new building. And, uh, and then he just contacted me and said, Hey, you want to do your ref class, you know, under the wrestle factory, you know, umbrella. And I was like, sure. And it's, it's just been growing. I don't know if you guys see my pictures I post, but, uh, it started out with two and then, you know, every week it's just, you know, I think our biggest class was 12, 12 people have showed up and just continues to grow um and yeah man it's it started like from nothing i wasn't 100 you know 100 percent uh confident in myself and then i got in there and i was like man this is awesome teaching is awesome um it's always something i wanted to do pat kenny talked about that that was my trainer and said when you're leaving this industry you're getting ready to go out and try to train the next crop of refs right and uh it just kind of stuck with me and then like i said and I, or sorry, I just mentioned his name, Edgar XL. It's okay. <laughs> uh, we'll bleep him out, right? We'll bleep his name. Um, sure. Edgar Egg, Egg, XL. Uh, you know, we were just talking on the phone one day too, and and he was just, and I was just like going on this, like this, this whole rant, like this is what I'm going to teach, and he's like, "There's 20 minutes right there," <laughs> and he just gave me the confidence, like that I need it, you know, and. Of course, I reached out to Paul, and I was like, what am I going to teach? And then it just all came to me, and I wrote a bunch of stuff down, got to the seminar, and then it just turned into a class. And then, like I said, Mike took over, Wrestle Factory took over. It came under uh, their brand, that umbrella, and I think it's been successful so far. So, Yeah, that's uh, that's really cool. Um, just just a couple of things that you had, had mentioned there. Um yeah. You know, you, you talked about Mike a little bit and, uh, you know, for, for every, for every story that you may hear from somebody, um, about, about Mike, you know, maybe not, um, doing what they wanted him to do or, or paying what they thought they should be paid. There's a hundred stories out there about how amazing he is. And, you know, I, mm. I've had, you know, some opportunity to talk to some people, in in the know at Chikara and you know the the people that that know him just just say such amazing things about him um so it's 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 good to hear that you know uh he always you know took care of you and and was you know uh a, a great promoter to you a, a good friend to you you know that's it's it's really good to hear that kind of stuff in in the wrestling business uh, you know Sean and I are both you know, big Chikara fans. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really kind of how we met and, uh, you know, Chikara (laughs) holds a really, uh, a special place in my heart. So, um, unfortunately, uh, for guests that come on this show, uh, we talk a lot about Chikara. Yeah. It's Um, kind of been like the focal point of the shows because again, like Ralph said, we and him kind of met through Chikara and, uh, I've met Mike, on when I went to uh, King of Trios, and he's just just a seems like such a genuine nice dude, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's nice to see that there's some um, 
friendships that are made out there because like you said earlier larry that you know you don't often make friends in the wrestling business so it's nice to hear that you do in the form of mike yeah and, and i know people are gonna listen to this and like you know uh you know it's is I'm a hundred percent. I'm a straight shooter, and Mike has never done anything to me. You know, he gave me opportunity and brought me in to Shakara, and and I'll always be appreciative of that. And the fans just took to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, 2015 yeah. King of Trios. <laughs> I always wanted to do a King of Trios tournament, and then coming out there to almost a thousand people, you know, chanting "Keep the peace." Like, come on, man. Yeah, um, yeah, it'd be a good feeling. It blew me away. 17-year-old me was like, wow, this is freaking awesome. This is my WrestleMania. Like, you know, yeah, right. Um, and then, you know, that first trio is working with the Young Bucks and AJ in the finals um, yeah. against uh, Phoenix, and Ray Phoenix and Drago. And uh, I don't want to get the last guy's name messed up. Uh, Aerostar. And the Lucha guys, we weren't allowed to call them Lucha Underground because Lucha Underground didn't want (laughs) to play ball. Uh, So they called them Team Triple A or whatever. And uh, man, that match was crazy. So uh, one of my favorite matches, the ref by far. And, and, and just what the fans, man, like I said, in Shakara were, were amazing to me. And I don't know if I deserved it. Um, But yeah, I I miss that place so much. Uh, Miss, King of Trios and refing King of Trios and yeah, there's nothing like it. Yeah, it's 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 very sad just thinking about, you know, um what what it what it really was. And I don't think people yeah. at the time realized, you know, what they had there. Because from a fan's standpoint, um it, it was just a family atmosphere. You know, it you went there fun. and and you hung out with your friends and a lot of them were the wrestlers. And you just, you felt like you were all a part of, of something really special there. Um, and I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, you deserved every chant you got at King of Trios. Cause I, I will yeah. say this about you as a wrestler in, or as a, a referee in Chikara. Um, you know, you had a lot of different referees in Chikara. You had a lot of different referee styles. Uh, but for me, uh, you were, you were always the person that, that got in that ring and made it feel very real you were um when you got in there you were the authority figure in that ring one way or the other and uh, it it showed it showed in your matches it it showed in in your refereeing style um but i think people really took to that too not only because you were uh, such a real person in the ring but you're a real person outside the ring too i mean you know some of the some of the conversations that that we've had over the years um you know just being able to have conversations about not only the product and what's going on but you know just just life in general um you and I have had many uh conversations over the years about uh our, our faith and and different aspects of of who we are um and that that is a that is something that connects with fans whether you think about it or not it it sort of puts you in a different light from some of maybe the other people that that were not as 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 open or as as connecting with people um so there there was a lot of that there i think that really sort of connected you to to fans in a in a different way I agree. And, and I loved when the fans would chant rules because they looked at me as the rules ref, right? Yeah, in this ref. crazy, yeah. chaotic, 
you know, wrestling promotion, right? We have ants and man, like, you know, hollow wickets crew and, you know, just this, you know, crazy, crazy circus like promotion. Right. And then you have me in there who's trying to keep the rules and abide by the rules. I, I yep. personally think it worked great. Um, I didn't know how it was going to go because I, I, I'm, you know, nothing against anybody or anything, but, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't ref like Bryce ref, right. And he did yeah. an amazing job there. Like I could, I couldn't ref like that. I had to be the straight laced, keep the rules, yelling at people, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, like I had to be, cause that's me. But, and, and, yep. and Bryce and I, I think we just worked so good together. I love Bryce. And I'm not just saying that, um, you know, got to catch up with him at JB's toys show, toy show a few, uh, like maybe two months ago. I'm bad with time. So, and, and, and all that, but, uh, it was just great. And, uh, we got to reconnect and, uh, but yeah, it, it just, yeah, that time there was great. And I was the rules ref and keeping mm-hmm. the peace mania took yeah. off, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. It was fun times. Would you say that King of Trios was your biggest match you've had the opportunity to referee for, or was there one that topped that? Um, well, I came up with Jim Kettner, the former owner of the East Coast Wrestling Association, mm-hmm. uh, the original owner of ECWA, and he had the Super 8 tournament. Some oh. of your listeners may know that. Okay. You guys may know that. Yeah, and totally. the names that came through there, like Brian Danielson, Low Key, oh, wow. you know, Christopher Daniels. You know, uh, just to name a few, uh, Bobby Roo was in a year, one year, um, AJ Styles. So, yeah, who's who of indie right now? Yeah, right. Yeah. There. Who's right there. Right. It was like the precursor for Ring of Honor. Yeah. In my mm-hmm. opinion. Like, yeah. Ring of Honor was based off the Super 8 tournament. And, and, and whether a lot of people agree with that or not, that's just my opinion. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, I'm glad Ring of Honor was created. Um, still going. Uh, I prefer the old Ring of Honor to now, but that's just me. Uh, um, but yeah, it just uh, that's it's up there. It really is that that main event. I wouldn't have even had if if Bryce didn't have a, a prior obligation, and it was oh, just cool okay. that they entrusted wow. me with that, right? Yeah, and yeah, so crazy. yeah, he had a prior obligation, and and I got thrusted in there, and I just remember afterwards, it's just. Oh, you know, gassed. <laughs> and it was just a long show. Um, and I come back and, you know, Mike just gives me that look and, you know, he says, thank you. And it was just a really good moment that, uh, I don't, I don't even think I ever told him this. Uh, and so, yeah, it was just like, yeah, you're, you belong here. Right. That was the look and the thank you I got. And I thought I did a good job. I think everybody else in the match was phenomenal. Uh, no pun intended to AJ's <laughs> you know, name there. But, um, but yeah, one of the things that I remember, I don't know if you remember this. If you, did you guys see that match? Which match? The King of Trios final? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you guys remember, or am I just imagining this? But before it was one of the Young Bucks, I get them mixed up. Uh and it was one of the young bucks, and I think it was Phoenix. Ray Phoenix was about to lock up, and before they did, a keep the peace chant broke out. Yeah, yeah. and AJ Styles <laughs> looks at me, 
And I look at him and say, yeah, I'm sort of a big deal here. And then I tell <laughs> the two guys in the ring to wrestle. And I don't know if that came across on the live feed or anything back then, but uh, I never heard anything about it. But it's just kind of cool because he's like looking around like, what the hell? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a pretty big deal here. Uh, let's wrestle. And those guys, I, I never realized how fast Ray Phoenix was until he hit the ropes and I had to take a step back into the corner <laughs> a little bit further. Yeah. I was like, wow, he's like the real life Flash, man. He really is. Was that the same match that uh, Styles claimed that the ropes were slick because he slipped off of the ropes trying to do a phenomenal far- uh, forearm? Yes, the stupid uh, lucha ropes. The lucha ropes. I, the stupid lucha, lucha ropes. ropes. If I <laughs> if I rem- if I remember correctly, um, didn't didn't he try to hit that and he mm-hmm. slipped? Yep, he and slipped. then later on later on in the match, he tried to hit it again and he hit it and the place went bananas. Yeah, yeah I think that happened in the match or so prior. I think it was I think in a you're previous right. the, match. The slip and was then, yes, and then he and then that finals match was where yes, he the finals hit he hits it and the crowd just erupted. It was like oh my yeah, gosh, because he they're kept popping up and and he kept saying how <laughs> the lucha ropes were all messed up. It, 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 they were too slick. Yeah. They were too slick. Yeah, he called them stupid. The stupid lucha ropes. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. my memory's not that good, but I remember that. And I just, yeah. I try not popping in the middle of the ring and laughing at that. You know, because uh, I just thought that was funny. I was like, oh, that's that was pretty good. That was good. That was good. Uh, um, yeah, go ahead. That's cool. I'm gonna have to go back and check for that uh, moment between you and AJ Styles during the keeping the peace chant. Yeah, he just looked that. at me, and I was I like, I'm sort of a big deal. And I, so yeah, I told cool. the. T- Told Phoenix and the and one of the Bucks. I said, "Let's wrestle," and they were off, and we were gone after that. That's so, awesome. yeah, yeah. yeah, very cool moment. Yes, so, yeah. Um, you you also had mentioned about you know asking us if we had, had seen some of your uh, pictures from the refereeing class, and mm-hmm. this is this is something that I, I feel like we we really kind of are probably going to end up asking every person that comes on here that that's been in Chikara. And yeah, <laughs> it kind of, it kind of relates to something. Cause I, I saw somebody that I recognized in one of your pictures and I was like, wow, that's super cool. But it, mm. it made me think is, is there anybody, um, you know, besides, you know, like quack, is there anybody that you really kind of keep in touch with from the Chikara days? Yes, uh, Oleg the Usurper, Josh. I love him. I guess I can say his real name, uh, his shoot name with that. Um, he comes out just about every Wednesday and has been there since since I started even with my seminar. Um, and I just – we had a moment tonight after the pro wrestling workout, and I just told him how I feel about him. And, um, yeah, man, he has been such a big help with my class on Wednesday nights. Um and he's just a great guy, and he's so good. He's so underrated. Um, his facial expressions, I think, are top notch. I told him he needs to teach a class on facial expressions. Mm. Oh, he has like, the best. For he sure. is yeah. awesome at that. Yeah, he knows how to sell pretty much anything out there. It's, yes, it's interesting that you bring him up because that was the person I recognized, and uh, there it yeah. is. <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> Um, so Oleg was my father's favorite wrestler and my father did not enjoy wrestling. It was not his thing. Mm. However, it was my thing. So every once in a while he would, um, you know, uh, attempt to, to get, um, to get involved in it with me and, uh, King of Trios in, uh, 2015 was my first 
King of Trios. And there, before King of Trios happened, there was one of the Chikara shows at the Reading Phillies. Mm. And so Oleg was on the show and uh, my father had gone with me and we were, we were sitting in the front row and I have, my father was just enthralled by Oleg. Like he had no idea what to expect from this wrestling show, but he saw Oleg and like, that was it. My dad was like, just obsessed with Oleg, thought it was, was the greatest thing. And a couple of years later, after my dad had passed the first Chikara show I went to, uh, in, in, down in, in Philly, Oleg was there. And after the show, uh, I got to talk to him a little bit and I, I told him the story about my father and I said, my my father just recently passed and he was never really into wrestling, but you know, when he saw you, like you were just, that was it for him. You were his absolute favorite. He He could not stop talking about it. Like he, he loved you. And I thought Oleg was going to tear up and cry right there. Like it was just, and he had some really kind words to say to me. And I, since that time I've, I've seen him at a number of, of indie shows and stuff. And, um, he's always just been a, an amazing guy. Um, you know, very, very respectful and thankful of, of everything that he's done and especially the fans. Um, you know, you want to talk about fan interaction. He was just, uh, amazing. So I'm, I was really happy to see that he was uh, in, involved in things there now. Yeah, he's amazing, man. Uh, he really is. He's one of my favorites. Um, we had uh, we had the Midwest tour for Shakara. I believe that was uh, tail end of 2015. And uh, he was having a match. Um, I forget the guy's gimmick name. He was one of the McBlasters, whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was the it was the black guy. Uh, uh, what's his? That's, uh, forget that's, his... that's that's Blaster McMassive. Blaster McMassive. Go. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. he's in he's in uh, MLW right now, I believe. Uh, oh wow! And yeah, so um, they have a match, and uh, I forget. I think it was a chop or whatever. And I just told Oleg to reverse it and do it back to him, and it got this huge reaction. And it was the first time I gave in on the fly that. You know, someone listened to me and he goes back to the line. He's like, thank you for that. That was like a really good suggestion. And I was right. like, yeah, I, like, I didn't think anything about it. Like, okay. It was just something I just told him to do on the fly and just other things in that match that communicated. And it was like the first wrestler that was like, wow, like, thank you. I appreciate you. And they just stuck with me. And that was one of the things we talked about tonight uh, afterwards and how much I appreciate him coming out Wednesday nights and helping me out. Mm. Um, but yeah, his new gimmick name is Ralph Floyd, by the way. So Ooh, no yes. longer Oleg. It's Ralph Floyd. So I want to put that over. Um, <laughs> I was, I was I, very surprised when I finally, because I've been, I've been trying to find him. This is Ultimo Ant. I've dropped off the call again. Don't worry. I'll be back soon. Hey, we're back. back. Yeah, we're back. Ooh. You're back. Yes. Hey, hey, we're here. All right. Fantastic. Good deal. So yeah, uh good good to see that he's uh good to see that he's doing something uh you know and and, and getting involved again and uh great to great to put over the 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 new name Ralph Floyd. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, so I it's it's growing on for you, Ralph. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I mean, that was, you know, that was a big part of it too. Like, uh, you know, yeah. So in going back to your uh, ref seminars, why don't you tell the audience how 
they could be able to sign up for your class and what do you expect from your potential referees? Yeah. So, uh, any, you can, you can email quack. He handles, uh, the money side of it. Um, I think it's LM Quagnambush. Uh, I forget. I think it's at gmail.com. Um, and that was one of the notes I wanted to keep to the side and I totally, totally bombed at that. But if you follow me on social media, ref Larry, uh, peace, um, then I, I post periodically on there how people uh, can sign up to be a ref at the Wrestle Factory and get trained by me. Um, and then uh, I don't know what the expectation is, um, but as we're building a structure and I'm having a vision moving forward, because this is all new to me, right? Uh, learning as I go. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, just show up and be ready to work and put in the work. Uh, I feel like. Uh, people can learn something from me. If anybody has watched me ref over the years, uh, you can know that I'm confident enough. And like I said, pretty good at this, uh, thing called, uh, pro wrestling refereeing, you know? Um, but yeah, just, uh, reach out to Mike Quackenbush and we can get you set up and we can get it going. Anybody is welcome. If you're a trained pro wrestler on Wednesday nights to come out and have five minute practice matches, anybody is welcome. That's free. Um, I don't know why more people don't take us up on this. I don't know if because of the drive and stuff like that. And there's even referees out there. I'll put it out there now if anybody hears us. Um, you know, any referee that's already trained can come out. It doesn't, you know, it, you know, if they want to get work in as well and five-minute practice matches and they have a show coming up, come on out. Um, I don't necessarily have to critique anybody, you know. Um, but, you know, you could be one year in, six months in, five years in, 10 years in, if you just want to come out and get some work in, come out and get work in. Uh, that's what this class is all about. And then, you know, who knows? We both, you know, could teach each other something, right? I mean, I don't know everything. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, I, I think that's the big thing about it is just always being willing to learn. Like every day um, you can learn something new. So that's uh that's a big thing. Uh, it's, it's interesting that you guys are in, uh, Copley now yes. is, is is that how it's because look my wife and I my wife grew up in in the area let's mm -hmm. just say and I'm I'm only about you know a little over 20 minutes away from there now so we have we have arguments all the time about how you pronounce that <laughs> and she and she kills me when I say like oh so we're gonna go through co-play today and she's like that yeah right. nope that is not right, right. Uh, i'm not sorry right. i had to side with yeah i had to side with your wife yeah yes. it's copley, oh, copley she'll, she'll, PA. Love, she'll love to hear that you sided with her sorry sorry ralph it's, hey it it happens I, I i get it but yeah um that's that's a that's exciting stuff uh you know great opportunities there as well yes yeah oh yeah most definitely and they have Pass uh, the pro wrestling workout on Thursdays. The core classes are Sundays. They have class on Monday. So, like, yeah, there's multiple days that something's going on there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think, you know, when you look at wrestling schools and you do the pricing, you know, you, you hear vets and stuff like that in the business. You don't choose a wrestling school because it's the cheapest, right? Yeah. And, you know, like, and, you know, Shakara has produced a lot of talent that's currently still, well, there's talent in AEW and there's some some talent still in WWE. Um, mm -hmm. And so, 
yeah, uh, you know, it's up there with like the monster factories, you know what I mean? Um, when people say it's synonymous with that, um, and, uh, maybe like the Santino brothers, if I got that right, uh, I think they're based out of California. So I think it's like, you know, um, not to exclude anybody, but just the schools that have been around for a while, um, that keep on producing talent. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think, you know, uh, I don't think a lot of times people realize the the wealth of knowledge that's available there and just, you know, for me, and I think this is the big selling point. And if anybody's listening out there, um, you know, if you look at, uh, and, and we had this conversation last, uh, when we talked to Ultimo Ant as well, um, when you look at Chikara as a whole and you look at the trainees that came out of the wrestle factory and you put that up against other, uh, companies that have their own wrestling schools and you look at their trainees, the Chikara trainees were miles ahead of everyone else. The, the talent, the wrestling, just, um, the, yeah, the, the wherewithal in, in the ring, just to understand ring psychology and how to connect with a crowd and, you know, all, all the pieces that come together that really, you know, uh, come out of, you know, uh, Mike Quackenbush and, and what he puts together in a training school. Um, I, I don't think people realize just how much you're really getting out of that. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, you know, cost is one thing, but you also get what you pay for. And yeah. when you look at something like the Wrestle Factory, um, I feel like just even talking about some of the, the bigger names that have, uh, you know, come out of their, you know, Claudio and, and, uh, things like Claudio is a perfect example. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just looking at what he's, what he's been able to do and, and just what a, what a pure talent he is, but it's, it's a, it's a product of, of what he learned there. Right. And, and Orange Cassidy as well. Yeah, I'm not mistaken yeah. how, by how that. Can we, um, how can we forget yeah. Orange Cassidy? Um, oh. Such a shout out to him. Uh, yeah. Oh, and you know, I know there's a lot of mixed reactions about his gimmick, and he's awesome, man. And I'm not just saying that. Again, you know, I'm not saying that just you know, and dropping these names just in hopes that uh, I get an opportunity. This is me just being a, a hundred, you know, and mm-hmm, keeping sure. it real. Uh, it's just me. Uh, just guys. You know, as time goes on, you just I just start telling people how I feel, right? And I haven't seen mm-hmm. Orange uh, since the Shakara days. A lot of guys I haven't seen since Shakara days, unfortunately. Um, and you know, and and when you get to that level, I get it, right? You you know, uh, you know, you don't know who's real and who's not, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, congratulations, I'm happy for you, right? Yeah, uh, you know, you just don't know, and then like probably the next you know, messages, Hey, you know, who do I send my stuff to? You know, who do I send my, you know, resume Mm -hmm. to? Right. And it's just like, uh, so, you know, a lot of times I don't reach out, but if I ever see him again, it's going to be one of the things I just tell him that, you know, I'm happy for him and, and, uh, he deserves it. And I love the gimmick. I think it fits him. I don't see him. I couldn't picture him being anything else. Um, and and it just it hurts me that some of the vets out there and you guys can put the pieces together uh mm-hmm. how much they crap on him and 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 I love that vet to death and he's always treated me good but uh just just how he just talks about Orange Cassidy is just ridiculous but yeah anyway you know it it's just like yeah it's so stupid but what are you going to do 
<laughs> he's not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. You just don't have to take it to the next, next notch. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. if you don't like someone, just say you don't like it. And if, if you think it's corny, then fine, just move on. Right. Um, uh, yeah. But my kid loves him. You know, my kid mm. loves Dan Housen, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's again, it's, it's guys with gimmicks, right? Like George Steele. Right. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with, I love the gimmick era of WWE. Maybe, you know, uh, I don't have heat with Mantar, but you know, maybe not Mantar, (laughs) Uh, you know, but, um, but you know, if he didn't wear that ridiculous, this head, that head he wore out, maybe it would have, maybe, maybe would have took off, you know, that's, I think what killed his world title push. Right. Uh, So uh, trying to be funny there. It didn't go well, but (laughs) yeah, Hey, it can't all be hits. Right. Yeah. No, no. but I, I like the gimmick error and I know a lot of people don't, but it's what brings people in. Like Luchasaurus Mm -hmm. was one of my favorite ones. And and now it's just, I love him, but I just feel like the booking of him, man, and him with Christian just does not work for me. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I love Christian by himself. I love Luchasaurus. I think they should have never broke Luchasaurus and, and Jack Perry up. Uh, That's just yeah. my opinion. Like, I don't great. know. You had something there. Yeah, I agree. And they had like a short run with the AEW title. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, they were. It was like super short. Yeah, it, it was really short. But yeah, they had a run with it. Yeah, like, I don't know. And I get it. Someone's going to listen to this and like, oh, you know, he's one of the four pillars, right? Uh, yeah. Of AEW. And I get that. Yeah. I get that. I get that. <laughs> but uh, this doesn't mean that he couldn't still be one of the four pillars. I'm just saying they were just great together. Um, and and even Marco in that was, was entertaining, right? But, yeah, um, they were a great trio for sure. Yeah. But again, what do I know, right? <laughs> yeah. well, you know a lot more than us. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting what you bring up about, um, you know, Orange Cassidy and the gimmick, because if if people really got a chance to see him go and mm-hmm. and like we know we know what that looks like, um, they would understand like how much he has to dial it back, how much he has to dial back the talent level to do what he does now, because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's, he's an incredible wrestler. He's so good. He really is. He really During- is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with you 100. percent Oh, yeah. During the last media scrum for the last pay per view, uh, one of the um, news reporters asked Orange Cassidy if he thinks he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He straight mm-hmm. up just said, "Nope, not at all." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the greatest answer I've That's ever funny. heard. You he were just honest. Like he was like, "Nope, not even close." That's funny. I wish I would have saw that. Uh, I actually just started watching AEW again. I watched Collision, uh, the debut of Collision. And I just uh, EVR'd and finished watching it today. Uh, Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, Dynamite was good. Like I was like, wow, yeah. if it was like this every week, um, maybe I tune in every week. So Forbidden Door got me hooked. Uh, a friend of mine oh, invited yeah. me over for Forbidden Door. Uh, shell out 10, 15 bucks. Nice. And enjoy it, and yeah, hopefully it's a good uh, pay per view. I'm not a real big uh, New Japan fan. Uh, I don't want to get like beat over the head or anything with the wrestling bible, but um, <laughs> you know, but there's intriguing, intriguing matchups. Uh, so you know, we'll see what happens. I'm actually looking forward to it because of how they, you know, how they produced Dynamite on Wednesday. So yeah. I'll give it a try. So, do you just watch AW now, or do you kind of just watch everything? Like, who I, do you so, yeah. like to watch the most? 
that's funny because I just started watching NXT <laughs> again. There you uh, go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I always thought they're even like five years ago. I thought like when they had all the super indie guys, right? Um, I thought right. like their pay per views were better than their weekly television show. Even back then, yeah, their pay per views were like you know you had the right you know, the FDR the revival, yeah, yeah, like guys were just out there working, uh, and the pay per views were amazing. Um, and so hopefully they can get back to that. Um, you know, uh, I but yeah. There. I, I I agree. I think so too. And I really I didn't I, I really enjoyed some aspects of NXT on Tuesday. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think just watching it without, you know, just watching it as a fan like you never saw it before, and just uh, I think helps, right? Like we get so yeah. jaded, um, and it's like, oh uh, yeah, I didn't do that. But I just watched it as a fan, and it's just nice. And I watch it with other fans. Yeah, like my buddy uh, who's in the business too. He trains at the Wrestle Factory. Uh, it, it, a group of his friends came. Hey, like uh, forty people came out or whatever to the first student show that he was on, uh, and he wrestled Quack, and he had a pretty good match with Quack. And I got the referee the match. Uh, nice. And after the show, his friends just loved me, so they invited me to WrestleMania this past WrestleMania. Uh, and yeah, it was just kind of cool just watching it with fans. Who aren't yeah. jaded, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and that helps. So I don't know how much I'll watch of wrestling moving forward. Um I I can't watch Raw. Uh it's it's just not it's too long. Yeah, see, <laughs> uh, yeah. if I didn't have the if I didn't have the D V R I couldn't make it through some of these shows because they're yeah. just yeah, it's it's yeah. a it when you look at the amount of wrestling that's available every week, it is a lot. Um mm-hmm. and, and to try and you know uh, to try and fill three hours is just, uh, you know, an, an unbelievable task. And to keep people, you know, entertained and engaged for three hours, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work to do that. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. I, I'm glad I don't have that job. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> figuring all that out, and man. But, um, yeah, I think if, man, if we're all went to two hours, man, that might be a really intriguing show with the talent they have there but yeah, i don't like think that's ever gonna that. happen yeah, yeah. But. so when when you watch wrestling do you find that it's hard to turn off your wrestling brain and just be a fan or is is that something that's not really that complicated for you to do sometimes it is um i, I have to like so weird and it's probably gonna come off so stupid but uh i have to prep myself before i watch anything like just go into this like i do like a self-talk thing nice nice. <laughs> yeah and it's just like go into this you're gonna enjoy this you know uh you know don't watch us with you know with your wrestling you know goggles like yeah. just remove yourself like just watch it as a fan right and and try to enjoy it and and i think that helps when i do that but yeah i used to be so critical of it i used to get pissed and i'm like why like if i want if, if uh, i'm a huge seinfeld fan and if there's an episode i don't like i just don't watch it right mm-hmm. like now in yeah. the archives that we have uh, there's episodes i don't like so i just won't watch that episode or i'll watch it but i might play around my phone until it's over or whatever um it, but i won't go online and cry and scream and yell yeah. and you know, uh, it's right, like, man, this right. is this was the the crappiest Seinfeld episode ever. Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> sucks, 
Um, you know, like he should be fired from his own show. Um, you know, um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, I try to go into like that. And if I do that and I have my pep talk with myself, uh, mm. it's going to make me sound crazy. I know, but, uh, you had to do whatever you can, but yeah. Um, yeah. And it usually works. Like I just started watching 1990 Royal Rumble. Um, oh, wow. I to, yeah, I wanted to watch it for the i think it was ron garvin and valentine match so oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so mm. good and i and i haven't gotten there yet because i i started watching it uh at work like uh people are going to hear this like what do you mean uh i have a lot of downtime <laughs> with what i do so yeah I, I have a lot of downtime what i do i get paid just to, yeah i can watch you know wwf old school wwf um but um, but yeah. So I haven't gotten to that match yet. I want to get to it, but I had a busy, busy week so far. Uh, but I definitely want to watch that because yeah, I don't remember it, and I'm like, okay, this is you know on some people's top ten list, right? That is, um, a, that is a great match. Yeah. yeah. So I can't wait to watch it over again. It's probably so old school too. I remember bits and parts of it. And I've seen uh, clips here and there. Um, but like Ronnie Garvin, you know, uh, just, you know, the stomp that he would do to the body parts. Oh, to yeah. The limbs. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. People, was people so sleep on him. Like people don't, mm-hmm. people don't realize how, how good he was. And I think part of it is because when he came to the ring, he had that tiny little hotel towel. Like it was <laughs> way too short to be like wrapped around anything. I never understood that, but yeah, no, he's, I think a lot of people sleep on him. He's really good. Yeah, he he's he definitely got slept on like a certain mattress, my friend. There's a there's a there's that little wordplay there. Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, such a shame. Yeah, he was so good. So. Yeah, I want to step away from the ring for just a second. And mm-hmm. Ralph mentioned this to me off air, and it got me really excited. I as am a huge collector of all things. I collect. Power Ranger stuff, wrestling stuff, you name it, I start collecting it. I just started adding belts to my collection because I'm a belt collector now. I want to hear about Ref Larry's wrestling collectibles. And if you have okay. a piece that's like your prized possession, mm-hmm. so yeah. I want to hear about your 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 uh, set of stuff. Yeah, so Ref Larry's wrestling collectibles is my business uh uh collectibles business um if i can talk about that just briefly no, please, uh, please I, do. Tell us all about so it. i sell i've been selling inside mother tucker's antiques and collectibles it's in effort of pa um where i reside now uh, about 20 to 30 minutes from lancaster pa where i grew up um but i've been selling there i think four years now a little over four years and uh i have like a big booth and i have a trophy case uh, I get an amazing deal because I run their uh, Facebook page for them. Um, so and it's been great. Uh, eventually, I want to turn it into my own shop at some point, but still sell out of there. Uh, I can't leave where, you know, I started, right? It gave me the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, the owner was like super like, yeah, we need this in here. Like, this is the stuff I want, you know. And so uh, I primarily just do uh, deal with wrestling items there. Uh, occasionally I'll get other things like I'm um, a uh, huge Jurassic Park fan. And uh, nice. I kick myself nice. in the butt because I traded all that stuff 
uh, like over a year ago. I had the the compound. I mean, everything was complete. I had the box. I mean, yeah, it was like opening it up back then, right when you first got yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had some of the dinosaurs on the card, um, but I traded it for wrestling stuff that I really wanted. So you know, it is what it is. Uh, you talk about collecting different things. I used to collect masks. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows it's mask M dot a dot S dot K. I forget what it stands for. Uh, I was a, a kid and I remember I had these figures and I go into this antique shop one time and I asked the owner, I was like, Hey, what's this stuff called? And they're like mask. And it was a cartoon that ran, I think two years back in the eighties. And yeah, um, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah. Ralph might know that one more than me. Yeah. yeah. So is is that is that something that you and Quack talk about? Because no, he, he, he's a huge mask fan, and I believe he was. Um, wasn't he? Wasn't he like campaigning online to uh, uh, write a comic book or something about mask for them? Because they were doing like some sort of revival. Yeah, he's a big mask fan. Wow, I did not know that. Man, yeah, I've been yeah, bring, bring that up to him. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's he was. He's a huge mask fan. Man, and and again, I traded all that stuff off too for other wrestling stuff that I really wanted. Yeah. And I, I regret trading all that off now because I had a lot of mask stuff. Nothing mm-hmm. on the card, but or in I, I did have one item. It, it was already open, but I did have the box for it. And I forget what vehicle it was. But um but yeah, um so yeah, selling in Mother Tucker's antiques and collectibles, Ref Larry's wrestling collectibles is in there. Um and uh my personal collection. Uh, there for a while, I was thinning stuff out. Like I used to have a huge Hasbro collection. Um, wow. and those are the figures from the nineties, the yep. four inch plastic figures, uh, that were made by Hasbro. Uh, now you see the retro version of Mattel coming back. Uh, you have all these other third parties like, um, zombie sailor. I think Hassle toys now is in on the mix. Uh, and there's a couple other ones. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, cello toys, but I don't think they're cello anymore. Um, but yeah, bringing back the Hasbro into the, you know, calling them retro style. Um, mm. and so I still have a couple pieces. Like, uh, one of my prized possessions is a mock, uh, Papa Shango Hasbro. Ooh, um, and cool. I have it, I have very it signed. Cool. I have it signed, and it's signed three ways. It's signed Charles Wright, a.k.a. Uh, Papa Shango, a.k.a. Godfather. That's and, cool. uh, yeah, thank you. And it's beautiful. You think you went into Toys R Us yesterday, and I picked it right off the peg. <laughs> um, and, and I won that for $2 in a raffle. Yeah, I won it in a raffle. Like, uh, I spent $2, and I won it. Yeah. Uh, it's like the best raffle win ever. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Is there but, uh, some of the other things in my that you collection. Like to I'm sorry. Some of my other uh, items I like uh, have uh, Typhoon Hasbro. And again, uh, Mr. Fred Ottman uh, signed it three ways for me. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I got the LJN white shirt that, uh, you know, after, you know, asking around, a lot of people think that that was made after Earl. Uh you know, the white shirt LJN. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I got him to, uh, I got a case for it because it's not mock, uh, which mm. if your listener is wondering what mock means, it's men on card. Um, but I got this perfect case 
um, from Random Treasures. They're based out of Maryland, another toy shop. Uh, they sell these like plastic cases and it just fits in there perfectly. And he, he penned it for me, uh, I think like two years ago now when I met him, uh, at Bud Carson's autograph signing that he does in Allentown, uh, every so often. Um, mm. but yeah, so that's another prized possession. Um, I like my Nyla Rose, uh, one of, I think it's one of 5,000 AEW figure. It's not signed wow. yet. So speaking into existence. So yes, yeah, yes. hopefully I can get that signed. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure and I'll gladly will. be, I'll pay. That's really cool. Yeah. I'll pay to have it signed. I don't need any, you know, brother, brother discounts or anything. So <laughs> that's super cool. Um, so is, is there something that you're really looking to add to your collection? Is there one thing like you haven't been able to get that you really, really wanted? Anything obscure is what I'm collecting now. I don't really collect a lot of figures anymore. Uh, obscure. Like I have a toothbrush still on the card of the rock. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's like weird, that's right? It's, yeah, yeah. There's no value to it. Like it really is like you would think it has some value, uh, but it's not very expensive piece, but it's just a cool piece. And I like stuff like that. That's weird. It's obscure. Like yeah. I have the uh, squirt heads, uh, but it's the water gun. Uh, Ultimate oh. Warrior and Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those are awesome. And again, just something that doesn't, didn't, you know, doesn't have a lot of value to. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, or I, at least I got super lucky with them. Um, but yeah, uh, I like the, I like those, like things like that. So if anybody has any obscure things they want to <laughs> trade or whatever, uh, barter for, uh, actually have, I'm looking at right now. Is uh, walking around here as I talk. Uh, I can't sit still. Uh, AWA Wrestling Heavyweight Champion Belt, Kids Belt. I have that. That's and cool. uh, wow. yes, yeah. I have to take pictures and send it to you, Ralph. Um, yeah, absolutely. when I get a minute, yeah, and you can check it out. The only thing is, the one strap is broke on it, so I would like to mm-hmm. add a better, better one uh, that's in better shape, mm-hmm. but it's going to cost a pretty right. penny, unfortunately, you know. But uh, yeah. 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 After you, you know, after all this, I'll get endorsement deals. People will hear this and be like, "Oh, this guy's so awesome. He's articulate." Yeah. Uh, you know, keeping uh, the peace. You know. So. Of course, yeah. keeping peace always. You mentioned obscure. I feel <laughs> yeah. like that's how uh, I've been with my belts. Obscure. When I was doing my belts, I made sure that they weren't belts that everybody has because mm. I know a lot of friends that do collect belts and they just want all of them. I just want the ones that are rare or defunct that don't exist anymore mm. I, I like belts I, I haven't collected any yet um when i bought a collection i came across this bullet club belt and Ooh. i wish i would have kept it i wish i wouldn't have sold it um and i wish i would have got like adam cole to sign it uh that yeah cool. that would have been really cool um but uh but yeah i, I think if i would ever own a belt it would probably be you know, uh, the 10 pounds of gold, you know, that's a classic. Uh, yeah. Classic. And, and yeah. the other one would be the winged Eagle. Yep. So. That's the, always been that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same here. yeah. That's the belt, man. For the longest time, my Holy grail, uh, I had lost at the last second, an eBay auction for a stone cold Steve Austin cookie jar. And it was my Holy grail of all time. And uh, 
a cousin of mine heard about it and I'm pretty sure I I'm, I'm almost positive. He found the guy who beat me in the auction. Oh, jeez. He purchased it from him and had the guy ship it to me. So the one day I get this, this box in the mail and uh, I don't recognize the address. I don't recognize the name or anything. And there's a card with it. So I open the card and it's like, uh, Hey Ralph, I heard you've been looking for this. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And I open it up. And it's the Stone Cold Steve Austin cookie jar. And I have no idea how it got to me. My cousin didn't say anything. (laughs) Like, so I'm standing there with this thing. And like for three or four days now, I didn't even take it out of the box yet. Because I'm just like, (laughs) how did this thing get here? And uh, so eventually, I I, I mean, I started calling family members. I'm like, do you know this guy? Like, I'm, I'm giving the guy's name and nobody's answering. And so finally, I figured it out. And it was uh, quite the moment. But that was... That was my holy grail for a long time. It's funny because I own one of those as well, and I have another one coming. So no kidding. Huh? Yeah, oh, no. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, that's definitely one of my uh, my man, prize is, pieces there. Yeah, my prize piece is. I'm not sure if you're on video and you can see it, but it's the belt behind me. Uh, I went on the mm-hmm. Jericho cruise last year and had everybody sign the belt back there that I could possibly meet. And it's covered in signatures from from head to toe. Um, that thing will never be sold, never be auctioned. That's that's staying with me until it goes to the grave. That's that's yeah. like my prized yes. possession. That's yep. going with me to the end of time. That's really cool. Um, so, uh, what are what are some of um, you know more recently? What are some of the uh, wrestling companies that you've really uh in, enjoyed working with uh you know in in more recent times yeah so uh three legacies wrestling based out of Lancaster PA it's owned and operated by former WWE uh superstar uh Ricardo Rodriguez uh Jesus go. Rodriguez uh mm-hmm. um and really enjoy that man that locker room is amazing um, a lot of respect there. The fans treat me like the Shikara fans, man. They love me there. I don't know why. Maybe because of some of the stuff you say, you know, I stay out there, uh, you know, when fans are coming in, I talk to the kids, you know, I'm a father too. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, it's been awesome experience there. I got a little fan that comes dressed like me now to shows, That's uh, really cool. which is, yeah, like, that that's like so so awesome and his mom's been so great and um yeah man it just it makes it worth it when you're not having a great week and uh you you know made a difference in someone's life uh they enjoyed the show because of me and i'm just a referee like wow that's that's amazing to me um (laughs) swo is another one i don't work for them as much but uh you know maybe that change uh uh, Susquehanna Wrestling Organization is the name of them. They have a good locker room there too. Uh, some really good young uh, wrestlers there. They're hungry. Uh, hopefully, you know, a spotlight can be shined on that. And then the Wrestle Factory, we do the student shows. They're a little hush hush, you know. Uh, it's more just the students, and you know, like I could invite people, and I think it's like ten dollars a ticket. Um, and so outside of all that, that's all I do. Um, there was a show I was supposed to be a part of this Saturday, and I just want to give them a shout out. It's uh, Central PA Slam Fest 
and they uh, run a show once a year at the Rusty Rail Brewing Company. I'm not able to make it now because of family uh, obligations um, and issues there, but uh, go and support it. It's, I think, a 3 o'clock show at the Rusty Rail Brewing Company. It's in uh, Mifflinburg, PA. I believe uh, Keaton Ellis from Penn State's going to be there. Uh, Penn State football player Keaton Ellis. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. South Philly Finest is on the show. If you've never seen them tag team up, go see them. They're great. Those, those guys are amazing. Um, yeah, we have we have we have a local promotion. Uh, well, they're local now to me, um, but they they run out of the uh, Slatington Farmers Market in Slatington, PA. Um, oh yeah, PPW out of Hazelton and yeah. South. South Philly's finest are always on their shows. And let me tell you, they are an absolute treat. Not only are they talented in the ring, but those are, I mean, those are real characters. Those guys are, are phenomenal. Yeah. Those, those are my guys, man. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Conway, I remember we were in three legacies locker room and I hit all my marks and everything I was supposed to do in that match. And Jimmy just sits there and Jesus is there. And he's like, man, Larry's the effing man. Like, you're so good. And I was just like, oh, yeah. Like, maybe this will get me booked on every show, right? No, I'm kidding. But, um, but yeah, no, it's it's just, you know, I don't have a lot of that over the years, man. Like, what do guys really think about me? And when you get that, uh, you know, it's great. Because I always feel like I'm the Ronnie Dangerfield of indie refs. Like, no respect, right? Uh, if, if they're... There was something that was brought up about the PWI and if there was a PWI 50 or whatever for referees, I said, yeah, I'd probably be like a hundred on that list or not even make it right. I'd be 500. Um, And so, uh, and I'm half joking, but uh, (laughs) it's just, it's like, man, what what does this guy have to do out here? You know? Um, But yeah, man, just, just little moments like that and being appreciated. But uh, those are the companies uh, that I work for, like I said, uh, man, I have a, a soon to be 12 year old. My oldest is 19, but, uh, I miss a lot for the 19 year old. So I I just don't take a lot of bookings nowadays, man. And it's nothing against anybody. It's just, I'd rather play Mario Kart and sit on my, you know, sofa and watch, you know, play Mario Kart or watch the office with him. And cause he's like a huge office fan. Uh, I know, I know 12 year old watching the office, right? Uh, <laughs> such a dad of the year award here, but, uh, but no, that's worthy of it. That's worthy of it. Well, you're, thank you. Thank you. You're preparing him for the working world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 100%. yeah. That's, a, that's exactly how the working world 100%. is. 100%. Yes. Yes. So I'm curious if you were to book a fantasy match or a dream match, who or where would you want to referee a match? Oh, wow. And that goes for anything? Oh, anything. Man. Yeah, anything man. you want. Anything you want. It's your call. Well, I will say this. The first thing that comes to mind is I wouldn't mind running this match back. Um, it was a match when I was uh, in MLW briefly. Uh, okay. It was a match with Loki and uh, was it Davey, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Harry Smith. Um mm-hmm. And it was like, it was like, I think it was like 2020. Yeah, it would have been 2020. We taped it in 2020. I believe it, it aired a couple of weeks later. I started in 2020 into 2021, but they were in, I think the opening round match of the opera cup that they do, um, like their version of the super eight tournament. Right. Right. And 
Uh, there was history there too, I think from the previous one. Uh, but I felt like all three of us just did a remarkable job. Um, and so I wouldn't mind running that back. Uh, if, if we can, at some point, um, low key wants to do it out of the state. I don't know <laughs> if, if anybody's going to pay me a promoter's going to pay me to go out of the country, but, uh, Hey, I guess you never say never. Right. Um, yep, that's what they always but, say. Never say never. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. I work it out and get my own promoter's license and finally run a show at some point. I wouldn't mind having that on my event, you know, um, but uh, man, just any anybody or anything. I it's, don't know. That's it's your dream question. match, man. It's your yeah, it's your know. fantasy, so you can go wherever you yeah. want to go. Obviously, if I could have worked with Hogan, right? Like he was, I mean, of course, you know, childhood hero. Uh, I did get to work with Georgie Animal Steel, and that was just awesome. So meet your wrestling heroes, people, because uh, they're not all you know douchebags. <laughs> coming out to say that you know um sure why not but, but yeah i don't know man I, I don't know man that's a good question that's a really good question um <laughs> so i don't know i'm just gonna leave it at that i'm sorry i'm not no, really you're fine. You're good. that's, that's we'll, just tough we'll, we'll give you some time to think about it and the, the next okay. time you come on you can uh you give know, us your answer uh, yeah yeah give us give us a give us a, a good answer okay i'm sure you'll, I will. I'm sure you'll yeah. think of something Oh man! Well, you know, if you ever did work outside of the uh, outside of the country, you could call yourself the international peacekeeper. There you go. <laughs> that's even better. I like it. Uh, Perfect. Nice oh, that's awesome. it. That's yeah. great. <laughs> international peacekeeper. That's great. Yeah, yeah. International peacekeeper, Larry Peace. Yeah. <laughs> I said if they ever, if we ever ran back a heel a heel ref gimmick again, because I've done that three times uh, in my twenty six year journey. Uh, I would like to be called uh, Larry disturbing the peace. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. Mm, that's yeah. mm. Yes. You were, yeah. you were literally just printing money over there. Yeah, that's uh, I wish. All the names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I could not imagine you as a heel ref, though. Yeah, I don't I, know if I, I can. Oh, can't I, see it. I, I can do either. it. And and uh, I've, I've been stepping in the ring on Wednesday nights. And, uh, and uh, I work a like a nineties heel style and okay, man, like even, even, wow. Oleg was saying, like, wow, and uh, <laughs> first match I get in there, oh, uh, we lock up, I kick, and then forearms to the back, uh, and then it goes to the ropes. My opponent goes to the ropes, and I just give him a punch. And they're like, oh, my gosh. How's a ref punching better than the students? Like, how's this? And mm-hmm. and Danny, Danny yeah. Rowe, who yeah. helps train up there at the wrestling factory, he just said, like, you know, who did you watch? Because that's like huge, right? And I said, some of it's The Rock, but like the big boss man, like, you know, like, yeah, really good punch. Um, uh, you know, and so you definitely could <laughs> tell, like, if you watch a lot of wrestling growing up, and I, I just, it's not something I practiced. So for them to tell me that my punches were like up there and my kicks and stuff like that, and man, I, I'm a really good Very heel cool man. Uh, hopefully. Uh, 
That's, that's one of these student shows. You know, Michael experience at the, I can uh, other what I can do. Um, there. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens. You never know. But Yeah, I think it really helped the students coming out too because yeah. you know, like if you don't have like the stamp of approval of WWE and I've never been there and I've never been in AW, I wasn't in the the you know, TNA uh and you don't have that stamp of approval, people are just I think you know, they don't know who you are, right? And so it just proved that I could put a match together and I know what I'm talking about and I was pretty good at it, right? Like not to be mm-hmm. not humble or anything or be braggadocious but I take this very serious. And so, you know, it's, I just wish more promoters knew my range, you know, and the things that I could, you know, offer to a oh, show. Awesome. Um, um, Cause maybe if they well, saw it, you know, they would see like, I, I gotta oh, say, yeah, he's, um, he's right. Like, when, you know what I mean? This is not him bragging to, uh, or being you know, cocky. Put this podcast okay, together yeah. and right. I started looking yeah. at, you know, uh, so. who I, who I wanted to get on here is, as, as far as guests go to, you know, kind of get this thing really started. You, uh, you absolutely made the short list. So, I mean, it was, it's been a, it's been a pleasure getting to catch up with you for a little while today. Um, I'm so thankful you were able to make some time with us and kind of join us here on the podcast. Uh, it's, it's been, like I said, a, just a, a pleasure getting to hear about all the great stuff you're, you're doing, um, all the great stuff you're doing to, to pay it forward to future generations of, of referees and, and wrestlers in, in the indie business. Cause you know, the, the indies are really the lifeblood of, of everything that we watch on TV. If, if people didn't have the indies, 100%. people wouldn't get that foundation that they need to really make the bigger promotions. Great. So it's, uh, it's, it's amazing to hear uh, what you're doing and uh, you know, we just want to wish you the best of luck in everything. Um, again, just great being able to spend some time with you and, and, and catch up again. Number two. That is correct. Numero yes. dos. Numero dos, man. I appreciate it. And and I was guest number two, uh, like two, yeah, right? We will, like, we will two. be, we will be, I had right. to get that I'm, in. I'm pretty sure you know? people will uh, uh, yes, enjoy man, this That's awesome. I think we'll like, be man. okay. So hopefully Before after we... this episode, the numbers won't tank and you guys will be able to do a third episode. Uh, and yeah, oh, please. So, I, was, uh, I was just going to ask, I was just going to ask if you could tell the, the viewers what the future <laughs> holds for Mr. Larry keeping the peace. I hope so. If I can just real quick uh, just plug uh, the upcoming shows that I'm on, uh, events that people can see me, if I can just, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so uh, July 14th, Three Legacies Wrestling, Brightside Opportunity Center. Uh, go on the event, Bright, uh, backslash uh, Three Legacies Wrestling. Find it. <laughs> uh, Three Legacies Wrestling on social media. Um, and then they have another, uh, event. I always say show. I like to say wrestling event. It makes it sound bigger, right? I don't know. 
Blue Meanie likes hearing that too. So hopefully that's a shout out to him. So I'm just shouting out people. Come on now. Uh, hopefully I can get on his show at some time too. But um, if not, I know I got my buddies over here. You know what I mean? Uh, come on anytime. Um, and so August 19th for Three Legacies is their like Super Bowl of shows it's at the clipper magazine stadium which is the home of the lancaster barnstormers yep uh and that's august 19th they got rhino they got fandango or dirty dango he's called now i've heard that name Um, uh was his um he slater used to be he slater in the wwe yeah, that's it's just that's Keith a great Nellon idea because I got and, a um, figure to get then, signed by uh, him too. Then Shannon Moore's <laughs> going to be on there too. So that's the guest so far. That's yeah, go. Shannon Moore's going to be there too. That's yeah. going to be a big show. I've been, I've been. Yeah, yeah. I got a wrestling figure that. that. That's going to be to get a, signed that day by him. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> hey, there you go. Come to the show August nineteenth. Yeah. I can't wait right. to they like you know I'm sure there's more names right like who is it going to be this year last year they had Rob Van Dam uh and uh Alberto Del Rio so I'm like who's that other name right that's going to be on the marquee uh and Rhino and Heath and Dirty Dango those guys are great uh Shannon Moore I never met so this be the first time um I'll meet him. Yeah, Santino was on that show last year too. He was a. I worked with him in a tag match, and he was just a hoot and awesome. Um, and we got the banner back and forth, which I thought was cool. And we didn't go over any of it, so thought it was just it was just a fun show last year. This would be three legacies. Uh, the Red Rose Rumble is what they're calling it. It's the first annual Red Rose Rumble event that they're doing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be you, produced I'm, I'm by Three Legacies. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Um, and then outside of that, yeah, I, will make the uh, I don't know. I can't really talk about the student shows, so I can't promote gotcha. that. But I will give gotcha. you guys information if you want to come by uh, for that. Um, and, you know, because you're in the area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I can give you guys information off off the uh, podcast, off the air. Um, and, uh, but yeah, outside of that, like I said, I was supposed to be with the PA slam fest, central PA slam fest, but I had to back out of that. I feel bad, but, uh, Vince Evans is awesome. It used to be Vince Goodnight on the Indies. Uh, he was understandable. I gave him two names as my replacement. So hopefully one of those two can step up and do a great job Saturday and it works out. But, um, but yeah, uh, I think it's slam tickets, uh, ticks, uh, T I X dot com. So that's this Saturday at the Rusty Rail Brewing mm-hmm. Company. Uh, again, I won't be there, unfortunately, but um, go support indie wrestling, right? Um, it's a fun outdoor event. This is a third annual one. Um, and outside of that, I don't know. Maybe SWO will call by then. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm at the point now, like, and this is no disrespect to anybody. But I have oh, my booking okay. fee in mind, and you know, uh, Elliot's not a super big wrestling <laughs> fan. My twelve-year-old, and so you know, if you know, I don't drag him too much if I can help it. So, um, but he does love Bro Keller. So I had a shout out Bro Keller as well. He loves Bro Keller. But anyway, I'll stop talking. Uh, I don't want to put anybody to sleep. <laughs> uh, you know, plug in everything. But on social media, just. Uh, Ref Larry, uh, WC for the wrestling collectibles across all social medias. Uh, Referee Larry Peace, P-E-A-C-E, the cool way of spelling it. 
Don't spell it with an I. Um, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, just find me Larry peace junior mm-hmm. on Facebook. What the heck? I accept everybody and anybody yeah. through that account. So yeah. nobody yeah, listens, sure. Ralph. No one listens when you say, Hey, I got a referee page. Everybody just, yeah, just right. migrates yeah, to, to the personal let's, account. Uh, let's and let's that's make fine. that our goal. So we'll, I stopped. We'll I stopped telling anybody. We'll hey, let's you, build uh, that up to 5,000. Whatever that's a, that's the cutoff is goal. now. So, yeah, hey, try to get a pro wrestling tease, you know, store here awesome. soon. Come on. Help, help a brother out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Well, and we'll, I have we'll, ideas. We'll do what we can I have to help some you really get cool there. Ideas. So I'll have to shoot you the picture. Sure. I have a graphic awesome. made well, uh, that I want to put on a shirt. Uh, I think Sean, it's super cool. It's uh, but I'll get your take episode. on it. I think you're going to yeah, like it. But our, I just have to build up my fan following. Build it up. Keeping the peace. Referee extraordinaire for joining us. I appreciate you guys. Always great catching up with you. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Yeah. Ralph, where can they find you at? Me? Oh, listen, I'm everywhere that you can find me. Uh, I'm everywhere that you can't find me. I just show up at places. But if you're looking for me online, I'm at Real Ralph 316 pretty much across all socials. So uh, please take the time to hit me up. I love to hear from people, love to accept uh, friend requests from fans. So please uh, hit me up with show ideas, whatever you you want to talk about wrestling-wise, I'm here. And Sean... Where can find people me. find you? Because you gave away the secret last I week. I know I did. Last week was the big secret. That way people can actually find me. I am at Parma Chisel on all my socials. And again, I'll say it one more time. It's C-H-E-E-Z-L-E for those who cannot figure out the last half of that social. Um, I gave them seven episodes of not telling them how to spell it because I figured they would eventually figure it out, right? But, you know, I'll help where I can. Sure. There you go. And uh, of course, we're we're across all socials uh, at Mancast Network. That is uh, our our podcasting network. And keep an eye on our socials. Uh, we've kind of outgrown our our Mancast Network uh, capabilities, so we will be uh, getting some socials up for Opinion City very soon. Uh, that are just ours. Flying away. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye out on that and. Uh, Guys, have a great week. Enjoy wrestling, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. We'll see you next time. Later. Peace. This is Ultimo Man here. You're listening to Opinion City Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Happy